Welcome to Starting the Conversation. You're listening to episode number 230. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and today I'm going to give you a little bit of a pep talk. Now, this episode is a bit different to what we usually do here on the podcast, but I want to tell you about the origin of this episode idea. Now, I hope I'm not the only one to admit it. Some days running a business just feels like hard work. Whether it's because something's gone wrong, maybe it's because of comparison, maybe I'm just feeling a bit tired. Sometimes there's not even a reason, right? Sometimes you're just not feeling it. Now I feel like on those days you have two choices. You can either lean in or you can opt out. I think what you decide to do in that moment is partially dependent on how it is that you're feeling. If you're ever feeling unwell, whether that be mentally or physically, or if in any way you're feeling kind of unsafe taking action, I think the best idea is to always opt out. Give yourself permission to rest, take a step back, revisit when you're not feeling those things anymore. But I'd say that's the minority of the time, right? I feel like more often than not, when you're just not feeling it in your business, it's a little bit more surface level. Maybe there's just a bit of fear coming into play. Maybe it's just coming from a place of tiredness. Like maybe you're just not that in love with your business that day. And For me, when I'm feeling that and I'm like, okay, Alice, we want to push through. We want to lean in. We want to take the action. How are we going to get our head in the zone? This is me speaking to myself in third person. There's one thing that I do, and this might make me sound crazy, but I promise you it works. And hopefully it's going to help you within this episode today. The thing that I do is I open the voice memos app on my phone and I play a recording of myself that I must have recorded two or three years ago now that contains five hard truths, five tough love reminders about business and growth and action. And I listen to these five reminders and more often than not, they give me that nudge to lean in. They help me to get my head in the zone. They help me to kind of push through whatever it is that I'm feeling and start to move forwards. That voice memo is to credit for many of the things that I have done in my business because I'm not gonna lie, I don't wake up every day feeling totally motivated and excited to work. I hope I'm not the only one who's willing to admit that, right? Like running a business is amazing. I love the autonomy. I love the freedom. I love the impact. But that doesn't mean that I wake up every morning with a spring in my step, just like thrilled to work. Some days I can't really be asked. (laughs) Some days it just feels a bit like hard work. And on those days, I think that's when you need these reminders. These five reminders are things that I am often thinking about within my own business. I'm often bringing them up in my client conversations. And I thought, hey, if these five reminders always help me, maybe they could help some other people as well. So what I thought I'd do is record this episode as a public version of that voice memo. I won't share with you the actual voice memo because the sound quality is awful. I'm pretty sure I was like driving my car with my AirPods in, like talking to myself. Um, I definitely go on a few tangents. I think there's road rage at some point within the recording. So we're just gonna make a more public polished version of it. Um, And I want this episode to be your version of that voice memo. Whenever you are not feeling 100%, if you want to push through, if you want to lean in, I hope that you remember this episode, you come and find it, you listen to it, and it maybe just maybe gives you what you need to move forwards and to get yourself perhaps more into the mindset that you want to be in. So let's talk about taking action in your business. I think the biggest thing I would begin with before we even talk about these kind of five reminders is that the reality is when you run a business, the only person that is going to achieve your goals is you. I'll just say that again for us all as a bit of a reminder here. (laughs) 
The only person who will achieve your goals is you. Now, if you've got some kind of like smart rebound to that, maybe you've got team, great, they're probably achieving your goals for you. But like, you know, it took you to hire that team. It takes you to manage that team. At the end of the day, the buck stops with you. The biggest common denominator in whether you witness growth or you do not that you can control big caveat there there's many things you can't control that do affect your growth acknowledge that conversation completely but the biggest thing within your control is you we are the ones that decide how our businesses grow there is a direct link between the action that we take now and the reality that we will be experiencing in three to six months time and I feel like so much of kind of reminding yourself the importance of taking action is taking accountability for your action reminding yourself like oh okay yeah it is me that's got to do this This might sound dumb, but seven plus years into business, one of my biggest and most constant realizations that I have is like the only way for the work to get done is for me to get the work done. (laughs) Like I can't sit and just wish growth to happen. I can't just like create a vision board or or write a to-do list and be like, cool, job done now. You know, a goal without action is just a source of frustration. It's just a, a way of measuring your lack of success, right? It's action and it's your action that is really going to grow your business and is really going to change your situation. Really want to acknowledge all of the things that aren't within our control um, that can change our situation. But here we're just focusing on what we can control, the action that we take. So you run your business, you are in control, you are in charge. The only person who cares about you achieving your goals is you ultimately. And the only person who is capable of achieving your goals is you. And I want you to see that not as a, oh my gosh, there's so much responsibility on me, but actually like, oh my gosh, what a privilege. I know so many people who are in corporate roles or, you know, whatever situation they're in, who do not have control. They can't necessarily just go to their manager and go, hey, I want to kind of change the way that I'm working, or I want to change the kind of job that I'm doing, or I want to change the money that I'm making. To an extent, you, you obviously do have the ability to change those things, but I don't think any situation is quite like running a business. Running a business, like you get so much choice and choice is a privilege. To have choice is to have freedom. And I want you to own and acknowledge and like celebrate how much control you have. I know it can be seen as a negative thing of like, oh my gosh, like it's all me, I'm by myself, no one's gonna help me, there's no rule book, there's no formula, I can't just buy a ready-made business and it's done. Like, yeah, it takes a lot of damn work and yeah, it is all down to you. But how incredible is that? How incredible is it that you decide what you wanna build, that you decide where you take things and that ultimately you are in complete control of trying and starting to make that happen. Like that's incredible. Sometimes I think uh, when I'm not feeling 100% of my business, I just need to go and like work in a proper job, quote unquote, for a couple of days. And I will very quickly realize actually a lot of the things that I think I don't like about running a business, wow, that is what makes it such a privilege and such a joy. So that's the thing I wanna begin with is that acknowledgement of like, we run the business, we are in control. It is our responsibility to decide where things are going, how we're doing. We've got to, I think, first of all, just take that. um, What's the word? It's like, is it taking accountability? It's really just taking ownership. That's it. Taking ownership of it. One of the things that I do within some of my group programs is I send my students uh, a notebook that on the front says their name, 
and underneath says business owner. So I'll send them a notebook that says, for example, Alice Benham, business owner, but obviously it's their name. I wouldn't send them a notebook with my name on. That'd be very weird. And there's one big reason that I do that is for them to take ownership of being a business owner. If you see it as a hobby, if you see it as just, oh, that's that little thing I do. No, no, no. Like we've got to take ownership. Like I run this business. For some reason that makes me want to say that in some like Southern twang, like I run this town, but we're not going to go there. You run your business. You're a business owner. Act like it. We've got to act like we are in control because we are. I didn't really mean to go on such a tangent there, but that's kind of the first thing I want to share. Now let me get into these five reminders for you. Five things that I hope might help you just feel a little bit more energized and motivated to take action moving forwards. And I'm going to try and keep this brief. Reminder number one, action needs direction. If you are trying to take action and there is not a clear vision or goal or kind of clear point that that action is leading to or evolving around, you're going to find it really hard to take action. Without direction, it's very likely that A, we might take the wrong action because there's so many different things you can do, right? And I think when you don't have a clear focus, you don't necessarily know what's priority or which things are right for you or which things are wrong for you. And I think the other thing that can happen when we don't have direction is we don't have motivation. Motivation comes when you are excited about where you are going. It's about being motivated by the end goal. So if you're just kind of getting yourself to take action and you're not aware of or clear on or kind of connected to what the end goal is, you're going to find it difficult to take action even in the first place. What I'd say here is yes, action needs direction, but if you're unsure, just start somewhere. Pick a direction and start simple. So often I think we're trying to like do everything at once. I remember when I started my business, you know, I saw these people that they did one-to-one coaching and they did courses and they did retreats and they did workshops and they did digital products. And I was like, okay, that's where I want to be. But I knew that I needed to start narrow and simple. I spent three years running a business that was just one-to-one with clients. And I didn't diversify. I didn't add more into the mix until I felt I was ready to. Because when we have very narrow, specific vision, I think that allows us to really kind of master one thing, do something excellently, and then build from there. If you're feeling confused by what it is that you're trying to achieve, that's a sign that you need to simplify the vision, clarify the vision, make it more specific. Decide, okay, for the next three months, my sole focus is, is these couple of things. Or for the next year, the big thing I'm trying to do within my business is this. If you can't sum up within a sentence or two, kind of the why behind your action in your business at the moment, that's maybe a sign that you need to spend a bit more time focusing on actually what is the direction of this action. And as I said, if you're unsure on what the right direction is, first of all, there's probably never going to be a complete right or wrong. I feel like part of the joy of business is you can do so many different things and they could be a right fit. So if you find yourself getting kind of like stuck trying to find what the right direction is before you then take action, just pick a direction. You're going to learn either way clarity best comes from action. So if you're like, well, I I know that I kind of want a few of these different things. Cool. Pick one of them, start there. You'll learn quicker if you just get started. You'll grow quicker if you just get started. So that's my first reminder for you. Action needs direction. And if you're unsure on what direction is right for you, just start somewhere. (laughs) You know, put them all on a piece of paper, shut your eyes and throw something at that piece of paper. Whatever the thing that you throw touched, great. Start there. (laughs) See, that's not formal advice on how to pick direction for your business. But you know, if you're really just getting stuck, just pick something, simplify, narrow your vision, master one thing. The next reminder I want to give you, which 
to me is the one that always gets me. Consistency is the common denominator to growth. It's the only common denominator. I have the absolute privilege of working with a lot of different business owners. Over the years, I've probably worked one-to-one with over three to 400 people. It's a lot of conversations with business owners. That's a lot of people I've had the privilege of connecting with and learning about. Met a lot of people that have built incredible businesses. I've interviewed a lot of them on this podcast. You know, the, the only common denominator between all of them, the only quote unquote secret, that I can figure out from speaking to all of those successful people is consistency. Like, yes, there's some skill involved. Yes, there's having people skills. Yes, there's all the different, you know, mindsets and whatever else. But all of that stuff can be learned. All of that stuff you can figure out as you go. If you do that stuff once, you're not going to get success. You could be the most talented person in the world, but if you never took consistent action, that talent would never reach anyone. Being consistent is the way that you can get ahead. If you look at other people and you think, oh, I want to be where they, they are, be more consistent. Measure your success on how consistent you are. Whenever I start something new, I tell myself I have to be consistent for the next three months. I don't care if it succeeds. I don't care if it fails. I don't care if nobody looks at it. I'm going to be consistent. This podcast, great example of that. I was consistent for a year before anyone really listened. I was not the best podcast host, but I was the most consistent. I'm not the best marketing strategist, but I'm one of the most consistent. My emails aren't the best emails, but I'm very consistent. That's what underpins so much growth and so much success. And that's, I think, what kind of separates, you know, those that do achieve the things versus that don't is those that do just so consistent. They put in the work. If you want to hear a real life example of this after this episode, go and listen to the episode that I did with um, Abby Design, Abby Connick from Abby Design. I'll link it in the show notes. She spoke a lot about consistency in that episode. And she's a great example that, you know, you've not got to be the best person in the room, but if you're the most consistent, you're likely going to be the one that grows because consistency will teach you the most. You will improve the quickest by being consistent. It's my second reminder for you. Consistency is the common denominator. The third reminder I want to give you is to be motivated by long-term growth, not short-term comfort. For me, this reminder revolves around the idea that motivation alone isn't enough. And sometimes... In fact, I'll scrap that most of the time, we've got to exercise self-discipline. I feel like, as I talked about in the start of this episode, there can be this narrative that like, we should always be feeling motivated. You know, really what motivation is, is the emotional desire to do something. It's feeling kind of, naturally inclined to take a piece of action because we're motivated to do it. And I love it when I'm feeling motivated. Don't get me wrong. Like, wow, that is the best time, right? When you're just feeling in the zone, you're motivated. You want to take the action. You're feeling good. All your emotion is saying, yes, we want to do this. Great. I love when the motivation hit. But if you only took action when the motivation hit, you wouldn't be consistent because motivation is fickle. We're not always going to feel emotionally inclined to put in the work because a lot of the time the work is uncomfortable. Maybe we're doing things that feel scary to us. Maybe we're doing things that we've never done before. Maybe we're doing things that we don't think we're very good at. Maybe we're doing things that we're just tired of doing. We're just, you know, a little bit exhausted. In those moments, motivation isn't going to be what gets you to take the action. It's self-discipline. And to me, what self-discipline is, you know, it's not cold ice baths. It's not walking on fire. It's not like, you know, all these extreme things that we see. If you want to do those things, crack on. I love a cold shower. But self-discipline really at the core is about choosing long-term growth over short-term comfort. Let me give you an example here. One of the biggest actions that I struggle to do within my business is pitch to get sponsorship for this podcast that you're listening to. I don't like doing it. 
I feel uncomfortable doing it. I'm scared of rejection. I don't like putting myself out there. I don't like selling myself. There is a lot of discomfort for me attached to that action. If I always listen to my feelings, what would I do? Would never do it. Would never send the emails. Would never send the pitch. But those feelings are just what I want in the here and now because my my brain, my body as a human being, I'm hardwired for comfort because comfort is safety. But that doesn't mean that that action is best for me long-term. My long-term self is actually going to be better off if I take the action. If I pitch for a sponsor on this podcast, we then increase our revenue. That then helps to grow the the podcast, helps to grow my business, helps me to do whatever I want to be doing within my life or within my business because I've then got more financial freedom, right? That's a win for me long-term, but it doesn't feel like a win for me short-term because short-term I'm feeling discomfort. Self-discipline is so much easier to exercise when you can remind yourself, hey, we're pushing through this short-term discomfort for this long-term benefit or this long-term growth. So remind yourself, like, what is that long-term growth that you're heading towards? And really, does does the discomfort you're feeling right now, like, really, is it worth it to not achieve that long-term thing, to listen to that feeling? Like, how realistic is it that you might put yourself out there and it really fail? Like, what does that even mean? I think we often ask ourselves like, oh, what if it goes wrong? It's like, well, what if it goes right? What if it works? That's so much better, right? So know when you need to exercise that self-discipline. Don't expect for motivation to always be there. And when you need to exercise the self-discipline, remind yourself what it's about. Choose the long-term benefit over the short-term comfort. The more you do it as well, the easier it's gonna get because you're gonna get very used to feeling that discomfort, but doing it anyway. Explore what the discomfort is. Ask yourself, hey, how do I feel about pushing through this feeling of discomfort? And and what do I wanna pick? Okay, I can do the easy thing now and not do it and I feel more comfortable or I can push through and this is the thing that I might get in return. You get to choose which one, but I bet when you look at it like that, I know that I would pick sending the pitch email and maybe really growing the business and podcast over what just feeling a little bit easier for three minutes because I haven't had to send a scary email. You see what I mean by this point. The fourth thing I wanna share with you, penultimate reminder, lowering your expectations will likely lead to more success. I don't know how many people would agree with this, but I know this is one that helps me all of the time. And I I talk about it a lot with clients as well. When we are aiming for perfection, we are usually stopping ourselves from taking more action. I've said it already. Consistency is the biggest thing that's going to lead to your growth. And if you are expecting perfection from yourself, particularly with something that you maybe haven't done before, you're pretty new at, you are only holding yourself back. If you lower the bar... If you say, yeah, we're just trying to do things that are good enough, you are going to take so much more action. Yes, that action is going to feel messy, but the more action you take, the better you'll be, the more you'll improve. If I waited to start this podcast until I felt like a good podcast host, I would have never started. You can listen to the first few episodes of this podcast. They're not good. They're great guests, but I wasn't a good interviewer. I wasn't a good editor. I didn't know how to structure an episode. I didn't have the right tech. If I tried to start with excellence, I never would have started because I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the resource. And the best way for me to improve was just to start. What I'm not talking about here is like lower all of your standards and like just put crap out there absolutely not you want to take action that is as good as possible keep it there just as good as possible I'm always asking myself what is good enough you know when I'm developing a new program what is good enough at what point am I just trying to perfect it because that makes me feel better about myself or that makes me feel safer about putting it out there I think the less perfection you aim to have 
the more action you will end up taking. So lower the bar. Ask less of yourself. Invite your action to be messy. Welcome things feeling and being a little bit crap because often that's the way you have to begin something. It often starts that way and then you get better. Look at a child learning to walk. Do we say to a kid, uh, no, sorry, you can't start walking until you can just stand straight up and walk in a straight line without falling over. None of us would ever learn to walk if that was the way we did it, right? So why are you doing that to yourself? Like, why are you saying to yourself, no, we need to get it perfect before we start? You're never going to start. Just start with what you have, with what you know, be open to it not being perfect and learn and improve as you go. Lower that bar, lower the standard in a positive way. And then fifth and final reminder that I want to give you is if you're trying to do it other people's way, you're probably not going to find success. And I don't mean like you're not going to find success at all. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have found a bit of success, like copying what other people do or, you know, doing it other people's way. But I think so often in business, what is going to feel best is your vision your way. If you're finding action really hard to take, the first thing I'd question is like, why are you taking that action? Does it align with your vision? Is it something that's really right for you? And if it's, if it is, okay, great. Are you also then trying to do that action in a way that is right for you? Are you looking at the way that other people show up or the way that other people run their businesses and think, I need to do it that way in order to succeed? Sure, there's a few things in business that have to be done a certain way. You know, anything legal, anything financial, fair enough. That needs to be done a certain way. But more often than not, it's all just personal preference. How one person chooses to operate is completely unique to them. I remember in my first few years of business, I was really struggling to get traction and kind of get in the flow and like do the right things and and see results. And I realized a huge part of that was because I was copying other people's businesses and their way of doing things. I was like, oh, they talk like this. They show up like this. They have visuals like this. They plan like this. So that's how I need to do it. And sure, there was a lot that I learned from other people. I've realized actually the more often I just let myself do things my way, it's then so much better. 18 months to two years in advance of what they're going to launch and what they're going to do. And there's been times in my business where I've had like the fear of like, oh my gosh, should I be doing that? Am I a bad business owner? Because I plan quite kind of short, short term. Like, does that make me bad? Should I be more established? Like if I've, if I've run a business for seven years, should I be doing it that way? And every time I've tried to fit myself into that mold and do it that way, it's not worked for me because that's not how I like to work. You might have it if you see other people's amazing notion boards or spreadsheets or ways of planning. And it's like, oh, I need to do it that way if I'm going to succeed. And sure, there's, again, a lot of things we can learn from other people. But the best action is going to be your vision, your way. The best way to grow is to ask yourself, how can I do this in a way that's going to really work for me? How can I work with my human nature, not against it? If you're finding yourself just really struggling with a certain piece of action, I'd really question, is that the right piece of action for you? And even if it is, are you letting yourself do it in a way that is most authentic and kind of organic for you? It's so much easier when we just let ourselves kind of stay in our lane and do our thing. 
So there we have it. Those are five reminders I wanted to give you today. Bit of a pep talk. This episode's been a little bit longer than I intended, so apologies. Um, But I can't help but go on tangents when I'm talking about these things. Just want to recap with these five reminders for you to take into your day or into your job or task or whatever it is that you're about to do. Number one, action needs direction. And if you're unsure, just start somewhere. Number two, consistency is the only common denominator to success. Number three, be motivated by the long-term growth, not the short-term growth comfort. Number four, lowering the bar and your expectations will likely lead to more success and action. And number five, trying to do it other people's way is probably holding you back. Do it your vision, your way. I really hope there's been something in this episode that you can take forwards. Maybe something that's resonated when you're okay, that's what I needed to hear today to get myself back into the zone. I just want to remind you as you leave this episode, take the action. Like, come on, your future self is going to be so grateful for whatever it is that you do today. Lower that bar. Don't expect that you're going to do absolutely everything on your list. Prioritize. Look at your list and go, right, what is one thing we can do today that's really just going to move my business forwards? I am so cheering you on and I hope you can come back to this episode anytime that you need to listen to these reminders. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. I know it's a bit different to usual. Um, So yeah, come and pop me a message on, on LinkedIn or on Instagram. You can find me by searching Alice Benham. But yeah, I'm totally cheering you on. And I just know, Whatever it is that you're doing today, your future self is going to be really damn grateful for it. 